Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to Bench Life. We're back again with a new episode. Today we also got a new guest. Guest, introduce yourself. Hey guys, uh, it's Errol. I'm glad to be on the podcast, talk about basketball with you guys. So yeah, let's get it. How you doing, bro? What have you been up to? Um, Honestly, I just came back from Walmart. So I had to get a couple of things from my dad, but I've been pretty good. Like social distancing, whatever. I still go out for walks here and there, but for the most part, you know, just staying inside, trying to be as safe as I possibly can. Yeah, you got to get outside, though, every now and then, bro. I like, of course. Staying inside is going to make you go crazy if you do it. I'm telling you. So, today we got a, we got a special episode. We, we have, we're talking about centers. You're talking about are they extinct? I've had a few discussions with different people about it, and, and I, I don't know Errol's opinion. Errol, uh, Errol and I, we're reconnected buddies. We, uh, we used to know each other, and as of late, we started talking to each other more, and I realized how, how good of a... Uh, a basketball brain this guy has, so we had to bring him on the podcast. So, what do you think, bro? You think you think the centers are extinct, or was good? Um, yes and no. To an extent, they're extinct. Like I believe the traditional, like positional, like what they do, like back to the basket, you know, face up, post all the time, just get rebounds, all that. I think that's extinct. But the position is still like alive and well in the NBA now. I think that it's like the traditional part of it is extinct because of the way basketball changed. Like if you compare this decade to the last decade in the 2000s, big men were not shooting threes at all. Like you had the Ben Wallace's, you had the Shaquille O'Neal's, the Tim Duncan's, the Dwight Howard's. None of those guys were really like outside mid-range shooters, especially not Ben Wallace and Dwight Howard. They're all back to the basket, play defense, get a bunch of blocks and rebounds. Tim Duncan was the only one where he had the mid-range. But as far as, like, the three-point shooting aspect, no. But if you look at this decade, you have Jokic, you have AD, you have Embiid, you have Cat. All those guys can dribble. All those guys can shoot the perimeter. Why? Because basketball is changing. Basketball is a sport that's always changing and evolving, uh, especially in this era. It's mainly based on three-point shooting. Um, you can blame the Warriors for that. And lately, the, only, the best way you, you can stay in the league is by shooting the ball, by being able to shoot the the, the three point, especially the mid range is dead in today's basketball. Yeah, basketball. like, um, because we're, we're specifically talking about centers, I'm gonna try to compare the last decade centers, meaning I'm gonna use Ben Wallace and Dwight Howard and Shaq, and I'm gonna compare this one with this decade using Cat and Bead and Jokic. Now, like they're not extinct the position, but the traditional aspect of it is most definitely extinct. You have so like that the what? So, so you're saying the back to the basket, throw it yeah. into the big man, post yeah. hook, you know, like yeah. that. So like, I I see what you're saying. So like, the players who still play like that, like like Jonas Valanciunas and uh, and players like that, they're they're having a little bit harder time to, exactly. to adjust to the game. Uh, as, and one example is Rudy Gobert. Those type of players are having a hard time adapting to the change. They have to use their defense to stay in the league. If they mm-hmm. were good defenders, once their contract is expired, they're going to have a hard time finding a new home, you know, because of the way basketball is changing. Big men are not in the paint anymore. It's all stretch defense. It's all – it's four it's four out, one in. You have a lot of stretch fours. A lot of teams put their power forward at the five and have their small forward playing power forward than either two guards or, like, three guards. Mm-hmm. So, especially, like, with Embiid's game, Embiid and Simmons – like Embiid operates mainly in the perimeter. Like I'm, I'm most. If you watch the Toronto series, he's not really operating. Like he'll get a couple post options, but 
he's mainly getting the ball in the perimeter than having to drive to the basket and, and attack the rim. Yeah, he, he has, faces up. Yeah, yeah, he faces up. Cat is exact same thing. Pick and pop, either shoot the three or attack the basket. Jokic is more traditional. He'll do the because he's slower than Cat and and Cat and the beat. He, because he's slower, he's back to the he's back to the basket. He and he's the best passer out the three, so he can also pass out to the perimeter. Like just and even with bigs coming from college, they're all learning how to shoot. They're all learning how to dribble because that's the best way you can say in the league is by playing the perimeter. You cannot p- succeed in today's basketball as a center if you don't know how to dribble and shoot. Yeah. So, yeah, ten, I see what you're yeah. saying. Ten years so, ago, you definitely Ten years ago, yeah, I agree. So, like, so you have players in this game. Like, what, what I see, what I see personally is, so the, so the four ten years ago has become the five nowadays. 100%. So, like, you 100%. have Jokic. You have Jokic come in, and you say, okay, he has ba- his back to the basket, but his back to, is to the basket for one reason, and it's, and it's to see the floor. You know, yeah. he, he, he he puts his back in, and he's looking around. He even he, he, I don't know if you know this about Jokic. Like, he'll hold the ball there. He won't even dribble. And just take a couple seconds, you know, just to look around, see where everyone's moving. But you have people like, like, personally speaking, like, I always say you cannot pay bigs like Andre Drummond. Like, Andre Drummond will give you 20 and 20. But I can go get someone. For, for a quarter of the price to get me 10 and 10, and it's just as valuable, and I can make it mm. up in other places. So do you think – would you ever pay a big? And if you will, what, what kind of big? Like, what are we talking here? Are you asking would I pay a big? Yeah, if you were the GM of a team, would you pay a big? And if so, what kind of big would you pay? What kind of big would you not pay? Um, The type of big I'll look for in today's basketball is someone that's a bit of both, that can shoot the ball and play back to the basket. Now – Especially come playoff time, possessions are a lot slower. Defense is more emphasized, so I would need someone a big that can operate in the post to slow down the to slow down the offense. I would probably pay. I'd probably give a max contract to a center like Jokic or Cat and Embiid, but I wouldn't give a center like Drummond the max at all because come playoff time, Andre Drummond or Gobert could not spread the floor remotely. Yeah, and it's like you need four spacing in order to win games. It's the best way. You you put Gobert and Drummond on the perimeter. If they're guarding a guard, it's it's not it's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be pretty. At least Embiid and Cat can hold their own a little bit. But if you put like if you put Curry or like a guard like Kyrie on Gobert in the perimeter, come on, man. Yeah, that's what we constantly see. It like you have a big and he's and he's getting buckets. Someone like Embiid, someone like Cat. You know, and it's like it's it's all it's all well and good until you're facing a guard and and it's a it's a guard dominated league. Every single team in the league, you have a elite point guard playing you. Yeah. So you so you, you have a big that that can score, that can post up, maybe you can shoot the three, but when when you have that guard pulling pull, taking a pass half court, just a pick and roll, get the switch onto the big. You're kind of in a liability, and that's why we see people like the Warriors, teams like the Warriors, and teams like the Rockets more recently go completely small. You have Draymond at the five or PJ Tucker at the five. PJ Tucker at the five is pretty pretty insane. Like when you when you rewatch when I'm watching the Rockets, man, it's actually it's wild. Like PJ Tucker is only six seven, and he's playing center for the Rockets, nah. and it's it's crazy, fam. Like like. Bro, it, it, I always I'm kind of scared because I'm like I feel like more teams are gonna go to that go that direction and it's I don't know if it's it's gonna be like a wild wild NBA soon. That's how I feel. No, so no. I get what you're saying. Like back to the basket centers are extinct. You see, J, even JV Jonas Valanciunas, like he's a back to the basket center, but we see him pop threes now, and it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. He doesn't it's, have the, it's so have weird. The the... It's so weird. And the biggest like surprise to me was Marcus Gasol because in Memphis. 
he was not doing that at all. Memphis, yeah, Memphis, got... they were grounding and pounding him and him and Zebo. Yeah, they were, they were in old school ball. Mike Conley at the top. They they were like they were. I felt like grandparents were like playing ball. Exactly, and then you see Marcus now in Toronto. He's doing pick and pop. He's shooting through. Like it's like what, you know? And like I feel like the Rockets even opened up Pandora's box with that with that PJ Tuck at the center thing. Because I feel like if more teams do that, it's gonna be like, okay, why would I get? Uh, why would I pay a seven footer big man? But I can just get a power forward to play that same position, and the power forward could probably shoot. You know, yeah, it, it doesn't really make much sense to me paying centers. Like, uh, even even before, like I talked to Brendan about paying people, and and like I said, people like Andre Drummond, people like uh, let me give you a, another example, uh, Tristan Thompson. Like Tristan Thompson got a four year, eighty five million dollar extension, and at the time it seemed like a good decision. But like, look at it now. Oh. Like you look at Cleveland. They are doing the bro. They are doing the exact opposite of what other teams are doing. They have they are paying Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and now they traded for Andre Drummond. So their top three highest paid players are all bigs. Like I, I don't know what they're doing over there in Cleveland. Like I actually do not understand. I guess they're trying to take advantage of of, of Colin Sexton in their in their rookie contracts. But like, does that make any sense to you? What they're no, doing? No, it does not make sense. What I, the person I heard about like when I first heard about the Drummond thing, I'm like, why? That's stupid. You already have Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, like. They honestly just need to hit reset and just start from scratch. Trade love, trade sex, no, not sex and trade, um, Drummond and trade Tristan Thompson. But because of those contracts and because of the way basketball is, no one's trading for that because there's no value. There's no value. Yeah, there is absolutely no value in the center position anymore. But like we see, but it's a kind of a transformed center position. Like Kristaps Porzingis, I mean, he's a power forward, really. But now they're they're lining him up at center. In certain possessions, and I know they have like their 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 that 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 light skin guy Powell, um, and he he does his job well and good. But like at the same time, I'm looking at Dallas, someone a team like Dallas, and I'm like, just take take him out of the lineup, put Porzingis at the five, and stretch the floor with a stretch four. That's that's how I see it. So even even for us, like we we look at teams that have traditional centers, and we're like, you know, you could just move your power forward down the center, and and it would be so much more beneficial for the point guard and for the big man because they have more space to operate. Yeah, I actually, you actually hit the nail on the head. Small ball is the best way to go. That's why the Warriors have been so dominant. That's why the Heat were dominant as well. Small ball is the way to go. You put your power forward at the center, as long as he can play defense, and then you just, stretch, you just spread the forward shooters, and you're good to go. Like, the Warriors, that their death lineup was, it was Curry, Clay, um, Iguodala, Harrison Barnes and Draymond, and they were dominant. That 2015-2016 mm-hmm. season, they were dominant. Because teams were teams were not catching on. They still had that traditional five. And you couldn't put that five on the perimeter because the Warriors, they move the ball. And you can't switch. And like, if teams switch everything, you're going to end up putting Curry on a big leg. And then guess what? It's a three-pointer. Because we're running, running back the other yeah. way. You know? So it's like the way it's transforming is either you adapt or – you don't adapt. Teams are adapting. Like Cleveland, they're not adapting. They're they're three years behind. They're stuck in the in the early two uh, thousands. Yeah, Cleveland is 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 looking at uh, the bad boy Pistons or something. <laughs> I have no clue what they're doing. Absolutely, I, have no clue. I honestly wish I knew. I, and even like, look at, look, go ahead, bro. Sorry, I was gonna say like one big that transformed this game as time went on was Blake Griffin. When he first came into the league, everyone knew he could only dunk. He was back to the basket, right? But as time went on, he realized, okay, this league is changing. 
I can either change my game or I'm playing overseas. So now I think a couple years ago, he started dribbling the ball, doing crossovers and stuff. And now, now he's shooting threes. Yeah, he's, no, he's pressuring it out. He's an impressive guy. He's an impressive player, man. I look at Blake Griffin as, as a as a piece to take someone over the top. And just a random random thing here, I look at someone like the Wizards, man. If they can get their contract situation with John Wall and Bradley Beal figured out to the point where they can add someone like Blake Griffin, I think that would be beneficial for them with John Wall coming back. You have like a, a, a modern big man who can dunk the ball, super athletic, can shoot the ball as well, can rebound the ball. He can do everything. You know, that's a great point you made. Like, Blake Griffin is one of those players that developed into into a modern-day big. And we are, we're seeing it constantly. Like, we see players like Brooke Lopez, and this is the last thing I want to touch on, is these bigs, these, these bigs that we're used to seeing back to the basket and uh, then play back to the basket. Mm. And we see them just transition constantly, like Brooke Lopez. When that, 10 years ago, Brooke Lopez was, was just like a post-up hook player, and now he's t- – <laughs> Taking like thirty five footers against the Raptors in the in the conference finals, man, bro, yo, no one pissed me off more than Brook Lopez. He was draining shit, and I was like, bro, this guy isn't even wet with it like that. Like, DM up. And thing is, he's shooting that with confidence too, so you can tell in, this, in the offseason he's working on his game. Like, it's crazy how like how the the position changed, and even like you can just go so far as that. Like, I know we're talking about centers, but you can see the mid range too. The mid range is either threes or layups too. No one's shooting mid range. I've seen yeah. I've seen players pass up an open mid range to take a layup, you know, and it's like yeah. it's it's crazy, but yeah, centers it's an evolution. Like players, yeah. that's we why we definitely got to talk about the mid range some more, maybe in another episode. But that's a great point. The mid range is 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 dying, and it's it's kind of funny. Like people praise Demar Derozan, and don't get me wrong, he has a great mid range. People praise him, but like that was something that was like a, a norm like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Kobe had that mid-range. Would pull up from whatever. D-Wade had that mid-range. D-Wade was even a three-point shooter like that. Mm-hmm. When we see All-Stars now, they just go for the three-point shot, three-point shot, three-point shot. And it's funny because when we see prospects come out of the draft now and they can't shoot, it's like they're already five years behind. We see Ben Simmons. He's been – this is his fifth year if you really think about it, right? Yeah. And still can't shoot. He's five years behind. You know, Zion, he still can't really shoot. People went off because he hit like four threes. But he still can't shoot like that. So he's a little bit behind, but Zion can maybe make up for it, develop other parts of his game. But like these players that are coming in and they can't shoot, like, are you do you trust players to develop a three point shot? Yes, I do. I I trust players can come into the league and they can develop their game in certain areas. Like, I again, we were talking about Blake Griffin. I'm I'm going to use LeBron James as, as an example. Um, when he first came in, he couldn't shoot remotely. Like he was streaky. To this day, he ha- he has a shot. His shot got better. But it takes time, like, and I, I, I still, I still have faith in Simmons to get a jump shot, but the clock's ticking. I think Zion can develop a shot as well, and, and same as Giannis too. Like certain players, like you're not gonna draft a perfect player. Most players that are top picks are 19 years old. No 19 year old has a polished game. Like they're gonna have weaknesses, but as long as they work on those weaknesses within time, they'll be able to adapt. That's what I think. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, I appreciate you, bro, for being on the podcast. Once again, Errol with us. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Errol, you have fun talking? I absolutely did. I definitely, I definitely would love the opportunity to come back and talk more hoops. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You have a good insight. You know, there's not a lot of hoops podcasts out there. So the fact that one of my friends is doing one is definitely something that I want to support and be a part of more often. But FM. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. 
Peace out. Later.